so there I was in Tenaris at Lost Rigger Cove fighting pirates. And as anyone who has fought pirates knows, there's many quests to do out in Tenaris in that area. Quite a few, in fact. You bunch them all together and you go on out. So I'm fighting pirates and notice a level 42 Draenei shaman lurking about. And I stress the word lurking. Pay him no mind. There is a particular quest where you must retrieve somebody's stuff. There's always a quest you got to retrieve somebody's stuff. This particular quest you must retrieve somebody's stuff that the pirates stole. And as I'm fighting my way into this hut, I get assistance from a very kind troll shaman swung by and help me out with a particular bad guy, and then asks me if I am doing the same quest to retrieve said item. I say yes. Well, let's group. All right, we group. That's how you do it. You ask. We go in. We start beating up because there's about three three NPCs that you got to fight your way through, and they're unhappy. So we're fighting our way through to get to the quest and get the item. And as we are fighting... Said level 42 shaman, Draenei shaman, comes running past us, goes up the stairs, and takes the quest item. Then runs back down past us while we're still fighting and leaves. That, in my opinion, is a ninja. And Auntie Ed is giving a big call out to Avarist of the Forsaken Guild on the Mandaron server. Very nicely done. You were lurking there for quite some time before you actually... Were you just waiting for someone to come along and that, do the quest for you? Because you're too much of a, of a chicken to do it yourself? You are low. Didn't wave, didn't help, didn't do anything. Nothing. You could have helped out. That would have at least been okay but no you just ran by and didn't do anything you suck and you are listening to and welcome to for the ford radio thank you for listening this is episode two and i'm going to talk a little bit about player etiquette and you just heard a little a, 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 another true story you don't have to make these up they just happen true story of what happened to me and player etiquette we're going to talk about because there seems to be a lack of player etiquette on the alliance side now by player etiquette i mean just pretty much a, a brief sum up of what i said earlier you don't go running up to in, and steal somebody's quest item. You just don't. There's something very wrong about that. And I've noticed player etiquette is so lacking on the Alliance side. And I can't figure out why. A lot of people will say, well, it's because they're a bunch of little kids over on the Alliance side. This may be true. But they eat their own on the Alliance. I've 
dabbled. When I first started playing, I tried Horde and Alliance, and I tried all classes and all races, and tried it all because I just wanted to get a feel and see what was what. And you know, it's a brand new game at that point. They stab their own. They're cruel to even other Alliance players. Never mind Horde. See, when I say that Alliance sucks and that I hate Alliance, it's not so much that you're Alliance. It's what you do or what you don't do that makes you suck, that makes you what you are, and why everyone can't stand you. Stealing quest mobs, stealing quest items, that's just wrong for anyone to do. It's impolite. Stealing somebody's mine, that's my favorite. When you're, you're grinding for mines or you're an herbalist, I actually had an alliance once after I was fighting a, a monster of some nature. I was a skinner. Practically stand on top of me trying to get the skin. Now I'm fighting the thing. It's my skin. I get first dibs. It's my skin. That's why I'm fighting it to get the skin. Standing on top of me to get the skin before I could. And I'm reminded of this also because of a recent article that came up a couple of weeks ago. I saw in the newspaper talking about how insane all of us are playing World of Warcraft. And, well, we knew this. This isn't new. But one of the instances brought up, which was something that happened over a year ago, was, and I'm going to bring it up again because it kind of got the fire lit to it once more. I think it was dead and buried. But it ties in to what I'm talking about with common courtesy. Just common courtesy. And it was a topic of a lot of debate when it hit. I'm sure many of you have heard about this. And if not, let me give you what I know about it. There was, over a year ago, I don't even know what server it was on. I know it was on a PvP server. A Horde guild lost a guild member. For real. They died in real life. To honor this person, they decided to hold an in-game memorial, in-game funeral for this person. An alliance guild ganked the funeral party. That is the short end of what, that is the sum up of what happened. Now, what I do know about this is it was on a PvP server, which right there, okay, let's talk about that. I Personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with honoring a lost friend by holding, you know, somebody you've known in-game, and that was your contact, and you can call them friend, because there are a lot of people you call friend in this game that you'll never meet for real. Because they're on the other side of the country or on the other side of the world, which is a cool thing. But you'll never meet them in person, but you call them friend. You quest with them, you chat with them, whatever. And if they die, yeah, it's sad and heartbreaking, and you want to honor them. So I don't see anything. I know a couple of people said, that's sick, man, you holding that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, with honoring someone's memory in that fashion. I don't think it's weird or strange. This is where you knew them. Okay. Let's hold a memorial service for them in-game where I knew them. The other favorite thing I did see a lot of back-and-forth talk on were people saying, well, if they were really your friend, you'd go out to their funeral. You people obviously still live at home with mommy and daddy for you to say such a thing because if you lived in any scope of the real world, you would know that no matter how much a friend somebody was, it ain't always real easy to pick up and go to the other side of the country or the world to attend their funeral. However much you really want to. But finances and time and life, which you obviously don't have to make such a statement, probably alliance, you can't do it. However much you want to, it's just not feasibly possible. It can't be done. But anyway, 
think you're on a PvP server. I have never been on a PvP server with good reason. I don't want to be, which is why I'm not. I don't like the idea of getting ganked when I'm trying to do a quest. It's hard enough, some of these quests, without having to deal with that. Some people like that. Hey, good for you. Go knock yourself out. Personally, I don't like that style of gameplay. My choice, I stay away from it. So not having been on a PvP server, I'm not 100% sure precisely how it works as far as safe zones. I've heard there are safe zones that you can go to where nobody can attack you and you can tap dance and juggle and do whatever you want basically and then you're okay. This horde guild decided no, we're going to hold it here. It looked it looked like winter spring. Oh, I'll, yeah. How, 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 why I just said that when I say it looked like is because the alliance guild who ganked them filmed it. We'll get to that in a moment. It looked like winter spring. They were holding their memorial service fine your choice to do that that's fine you're on a pvp server you kind of suspect all right well maybe exposing our our group a little bit but hey we want to hold it here that's fine the other thing this guild did which was controversial was they made the announcement publicly they went on world of warcraft forums and said hey on this date at this time we're going to be all out here doing this thus alerting everyone including the other side. Okay, I understand your choice to do that may not have been the wisest thing to do, but okay. I mean, th there seems to be some mistakes that personally I would not have done. If I was standing there, I would not have announced it. I would not have... I mean, it's for the guild, so why announce it? I probably wouldn't have had it in a contested area. My choice, my decision. They chose otherwise. Now here's where I come to player etiquette. Just the fact that somebody is crossing the street at the wrong time does not give you permission to floor the pedal and run them over. They may be unwise to cross the street at that time, but that does not give you permission to run them over, which is precisely what this Align skill did. They ran them over, and they filmed it. Totally wiping this funeral party. But you know what? Despite all that, and a lot of people are like chuckling, going, <laughs> that's funny. I, I didn't quite find it amusing just because of the principle of it was disturbing. The worst part, I think the most insulting part of the entire thing, besides the fact that they ganked a funeral, besides that, the most insulting thing about all of it was after the video and they showed it, they had a black and white you know, screen come up and it said, we're sorry for your loss. That to me was the most insulting thing out of any of it were those words because that just said well yeah you are and you know what you're low <laughs> you you're a low pitiful excuses for human beings whose bright idea was this that's it's almost like a sick twisted thing let's go gank a funeral it's just it's a principal thing and again it comes back to player etiquette there are people behind the characters in case you're not aware of it and i think a lot of people forget that they forget there are people sitting behind those characters, a real person, with real feelings and thoughts and all of that. You can offend and you can hurt. Very, you know, even though it's a stupid little game, it, it does have an impact. So much so that you're starting to read about, I am, in the news, there is a story about such an instance where a guy drove, I think, from Texas up to Michigan and stabbed this guy. Drove some, you know, thousand miles to find this guy and stab him because of something he said to him online. 
I don't know if it was a game. I don't even know what game, but I read this. I forgot the details, of course, but what captured my attention, of course, was the fact that he got in his car and drove all these many miles to find this guy and try to kill him. In short, ladies and gentlemen, you don't know who's behind the keyboard. And it is a wise and prudent move sometimes to remember that you don't know who's behind the keyboard. Be very careful sometimes about who's behind the keyboard. There are some nut jobs out there who will drive a thousand miles and try to kill you because you ganked them when they were on their quest. It just seems that player etiquette is so lacking on the Alliance side. And I'm wondering if anyone could tell me specifically why. I'm sure there are players on the Horde side. that I mean, no side is 100% innocent here. There are people, I'm sure, on the Horde side who do it too. I'm, I'm sure I even run into several of them in my travels. But it just seems that Alliance are the ones instigating. You ever try these holiday quests? Oh, good Lord. It, they're not even worth doing because it's so... I mean, one, you got both sides fighting to get the same thing. But the, the Alliance are the worst. Most people in Horde will wait or they'll group. They'll go together as a group or if they missed a group or if they come solo and see a group of people waiting for said Yeti to show up. Mr. Yeti that you have to kill to get his head because everyone collects heads. They'll wait for the most part. From what I've seen, it's polite. And and usually what you get is somebody saying, hey, you going after this? And you say, yeah. You want a group? And, then, and it's usually bada bing, bada boom. You do it. Okay, thanks, bud. And that's it. You know, it's just a polite thing to do. If it's kind of obvious you're both going after the same thing, it's usually a polite thing to just bring it up and you want to group. But Alliance, I mean, granted, they can't group, but they just run in. It's clear what you're waiting for. It's abundantly clear. And they, and you know they know what they were doing because they usually laugh at you afterwards. The other thing they like doing is getting a bunch of mobs on you so you're distracted while they go after the main thing the main quest person which again is just rude do you have any manners whatsoever do you have any would you do this anywhere else you, you gotta wonder do you do this at home do you do this if you go to school or at work it, what happened to common courtesy it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that there just seems to be so little common courtesy radiating from the alliance so like I said they kill their own I've seen them in action they they don't show any discrimination that's one good thing they hoard or alliance. They don't care if you're in their way. They will step. On, they will step on their own mother to get what they want. Some of these people. I was saying, there are char- you know there are characters and there are people behind the keyboard. Yeah, what is wrong with you sitting behind the keyboard? What is wrong with you? You have no common courtesy. You have no conscience. You just don't care. There is that certain protection you get because you're behind the screen and you think no one will know it's me i can do whatever i want yeah talk to the guy from texas who drove and stabbed this guy or the other guys in china it was just like a week ago they bought a online game sword together it was a sword for characters in a game and one sold it and the other guy like killed him i think or really tried to kill him because he sold this game this fake item this non-existent pixels he sold it and the other guy lost his mind and killed him you don't know who precisely you're dealing with and that is something to keep in mind because you don't know hey there are some nut jobs out there and i'm one of them so be careful about uh no i'm actually not actually i am a little nutty but anyway that's just my two cents on player etiquette maybe we should start showing it a little bit more frequently and politely please 
Yeah, a little polite, a little common courtesy goes a long way with me. A thank you really goes a long way with me. I have no trouble helping out. If you're in PvP, if you go to a battlegrounds, all bets are off. I'm there to kick your ass. It's as simple as that. I am there to so kick your ass. If I'm riding along and I see some, lo- you know, level alliance getting his his butt beat because he aggroed too much, and I'm feeling especially generous, I will, for the most part will swing in and help because that's the kind of person i am i'll go and help if you don't thank me by the way you're screwed the next time it happens you are so screwed i expect a wave or a thank you it doesn't take much it's a stupid emote even that is beyond them it seems because i have done that and i'm sure there are a lot of other people who have done that too and it seems that's just beyond them to do it also a thank you it doesn't take much backslash thanks you can thank everyone. I'll know what you mean. It doesn't take much to, to show you're a human being. But no, they don't even do that. The other time, what was a week ago, there was yet another raid on the crossroads. A shock and amazement. Are you are you shocked? I'm shocked. The crossroads being attacked? Never. And I was having a good time. PvP, I mean, yeah, bets are off. It's PvP. But I did see a level 26 tagging along with these big boys. Which is just like, oh, fresh meat, hello. And I go running towards them, you know, sword swinging, battle cry, the whole nine. And I run up to them and I realize they're AFK. I realize they ain't moving and they are very AFK. And I stopped. I did not slice. I could easily slice this person down. And I stopped myself because there is no, let us be cor- let us be corny, shall we? There is no honor in that. There is no honor in slicing down, particularly this person was 20 levels under me, and then some. That's, you know, bad enough, but it's almost, you're going to come out here with the big boys? Hey, you're going to take what you get. But if you're AFK, now granted, they shouldn't have gone AFK, but you know, you don't know what's going on behind the screen either when that happens. Maybe could have fallen, or dinner is boiling over, or they got a phone call. And they had to get it. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes for them. And sometimes, yeah, you can't put yourself in a really safe position before you walk away from the game for a few minutes. So in my view, I did the right thing. I did not slice them down, and boy, could I. I could have just went, boom. Like I said, I was well, they, they had no business being out there. No business being out there, but I was not going to slice down someone who was not obviously there. If they were there and they were going to, you know, battle, okay, that's one thing. But someone AFK and you kill them is wrong. Again, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know what's happening. I mean, some people say, oh, that's stupid. PvP, it's free for all. They're flagged, you're flagged. They know what's going on. They know. Yeah, but you know what? You can't control real life. And real life comes first, folks. Real life comes above. Some people will go, what? World of Warcraft isn't real life. Explain. Some people will say that. I may say that. No, I won't. It's polite. Again, it's player courtesy. At that point, that is not an alliance. That's somebody who had to go AFK. That's just someone who had to get up real quick and go deal with whatever is going on in their real life that they have to deal with right now. I know I have that many times. I'm sure everyone has at one point where you're in the middle of a fight and something happens and you have to walk away right then and there. It can be helped. If your player dies, it dies. That's kind of the the feeling. And I'm sure if I had sliced this person down, they would have come back and went, all right, I'm dead. Yay. But I wasn't going to do that. I I was the bigger person. I 
was not going to slice down someone who was not there. That's just my opinion. You should show a little more player courtesy to each other and... It may actually be a little bit more fun sometimes because of that. Maybe the alliance... No, actually, I was going to say maybe the alliance would stop sucking so much, but I don't think that'll ever happen because they just suck so much. But anyway, if you have an opinion on this, please let me know. I would love to hear your thoughts uh, about what you think of player etiquette and what you think should be done or shouldn't be done or whatever, what you think of that funeral that this alliance plays at Gank. I'm not even going to tell you their name. If you know it, that's fine. I'm not even going to tell you the guild's name. I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm not even going to tell you where you can find it. I'm sure if your curiosity is peaked enough, you'll find it on your own. But they they had enough attention drawn on them from this. And it was just a low, low move in my view. Well, I have gone on long enough on this topic. So we are going to take our first break. So sit back, unwind, and enjoy. Hey, Tom, it's Bob. From the office down the hall It's good to see you, buddy How have you been? Things have been okay for me Except that I'm a zombie now I really wish you'd let us in I think I speak for all of us When I say I understand Why you folks might hesitate to our demand but here's an FYI you're all gonna die screaming all we wanna do is eat your we're not unreasonable I mean no one's gonna eat your eyes If you open up the door, we'll all come inside and eat your brain. I don't want to nitpick, Tom, but is this really your plan? Spend your whole life locked inside a mall. Maybe that's okay for now, but someday you'll be out. You'll have to make the call I'm not surprised to see you haven't thought it through enough You never had the head for all that bigger picture stuff But Tom, that's what I do And I plan on eating you slowly your eyes.
the doors I guess we'll table this for now I'm glad to see you take constructive criticism well Thank you for your time I know we're all busy as hell And we'll put this thing to bed When I bash your head open I mean, no one's gonna eat your eyes. We're at an impasse here. Maybe we should compromise. Open up the doors. We'll all come inside and eat your brains. Oh, yes. Feels so much better now. That was Jonathan Colton and Your Brains. And I promise you this, a couple of days will go by, an hour, a few weeks, something, and you'll be driving along, and all of a sudden you're going to hear it. You're going to hear that chorus in your head, and you can thank me. We are going now into a new segment, so let us dispense with the chit-chat and get right to it. It is time to present... Coming to you from high atop the flight point over that livestock pavilion known as Thunder Bluff, it's The View from the Barn with your host, Big D. Big D. Big D. Big D. For one thing, everybody uh, refers to the taurin as cows. Well, you know, they're not really cows. They're more like water buffalo. You know, you take a good look at them, and they got the hump. They've got kind of the mane, as it were, back there. Do we think they look like cows? I mean, there are no udders. I don't think anybody's going to try to walk up and milk one. <laughs> I mean, they might try, but they're going to get a big two-hander upside the head. No, torn are not cows. Closer to bulls, but I'm tending to think they're more water buffalo. They've they've definitely got some water buffalo horns available when you tweak your initial bovine character online there. You have a missing horn, too. Uh, Yeah, and I haven't really figured that one out. I mean, are you really going to be scared of something that's missing a horn? Well, it's supposed to look like it's been in battle, I think. Why can't they grow it back? I don't know. Can you grow horns back? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go from level 1 to 70 with just one horn. And soon 80. Yeah, oh, God, 80. By the time I get to 70, it's, oh, we're going to level 90 now. (laughs) (laughs) But i got to say, the um, Tauran Druids that I've seen, they look pretty impressive because whatever form they go into, they've got the they've got the horns. You know, they've got the they've got the brand on the side, which I don't understand, but there it is, and it looks cool. But they've got the horns too. So when you've got that, when they go into water form, uh, the aquatic form, as it were, you've got this big walrus with fangs, and I don't I want to say they've got the horns, but form. well, you know, it's because it's a useless thing. I mean, oh, who the hell I really think... needs water? <laughs> needs aquatic form? I mean, yeah, if you're gonna swim from the bridge between wetlands and Arathi to Reventusk in uh, the hinterlands, yeah, it'd be great, but otherwise, eh. I've never seen the walrus. I am a uh, walrus, and I've never seen it. Yeah, well, depending on how you spec it, I think you could probably be the Eggman as well, but they're okay. a bit fragile. Subject to crack, easily. <laughs> Don't go into a battleground in egg form. It just wouldn't work well. <laughs> That's almost a far side there. Realizing his folly too late, Humpty Dumpty crossed swords with... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> with a druid in Arathi. Nemo realized he made a mistake as he entered the battlegrounds in egg form. And you see him on top of a high wall somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, he's on, he's on top of the wall. And, uh, you know, right before he, go, he goes into Arathi, you know, the wall of Yahamahamahama. You know, while we're on braces here, here's a question for you. Why do the dwarves dance like Russians? They're clearly Scottish. And the females uh, do that little river dance thing. Which is you know, frightening in the same way that the gnomes dance is frightening. Wouldn't it make a little more sense for all those big blue space thingies we just added to dance like that? I mean, you walk around their camp and, you know, it's the the bodish. And we don't, I don't care. Get it. Yeah, I don't either because... Because they're alive. Yeah, and you know what? Alliance sucks, in case that point has been uh, missed. Which it could have been. I mean, we're very subtle. It was a very delicate point that was being made. I am not sure if anyone caught the gentle nuances that were being put in, but we'll be blunt. They suck. Actually, they suck and blow at the same time. The physics of that just boggle the mind. Speaking of suckage and etc., not elves. Have you noticed that they kind of tend to travel in packs? Everywhere I go, everywhere I've gone, on over the past week, it seems like there's just been a pack of night elves bogarting any quest that I want to do. You know, they're just sitting there looking blue with their glowing eyes and their dance. <sighs> and them ears. Oh, God, the ears. And, uh, night elves got ears, but they don't have that. No. And, you know, the ears are one thing, but dear God, the eyes. Must we have glowing eyes? We have, I mean, the horde's got a race that has glowing eyes. And rightfully so. Our Forsaken have the glowing eyes. And rock on for that, because they're dead. I mean, they, they don't have a lot going for them except for the whole underwater breathing thing. Give them the glowing eyes. Yeah, that and the creepy voices. Yeah. But I would like to hear our undead talk have like a British accent, <laughs> just because it would be really contradicting to what you're looking at. Actually, there are a few of those guys hanging out in uh, Undercity, uh, over in the Apothecarium. You know, you'll click on and you'll hear, what do you require? But then you'll go to, say, the alchemy, no, not supposed to say alchemy, the uh, herbalism person, and you'll get, hello! Or, or they have to tell you, I am forsaken, like you didn't figure this out already. <laughs> really? What would have tipped me off on that? I mean, you've got dogs chasing you around, looking for a snack. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, really, just tapping on the shoulder, you <laughs> you lost your leg. Thanks. Thought you might want that back. Fido back there was gnawing on it. Yes, the, the heckle thing was really coming after you there. But. Poor things, they can't run through the barrens very easily. Bless their hearts. I know. <laughs> there are forsaken. We love them. Yes. <laughs> they're forsaken, but damn it, they're our forsaken. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the not elves are just... Foul. They're foul, yes. I mean, if you get sapped in a battleground... You better believe it was some night elf twink. Ooh, let's make a night elf rogue. Nobody's thought of that. Because, you know, you're standing by the flag, you're defending it, the next thing you know, you're swaying. And what bothers me about the whole sapping thing, they can do that and not be flagged. If you're in a regular, if you're at, oh gee, the crossroads, let's say, getting attacked yet again, you could be standing there not flagged, or you could be flagged, ready for battle, and of course a night elf rogue will sneak up and sap you, you go to smack them, and they're not flagged. Now, how does that happen? How can they sap you, flag for battle, and they not get flagged too? That's just wrong. Isn't it wrong? Yeah, well, that's wrong on many levels. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I mean, I'm just, uh, that just takes me down to just making sounds. All you can do is make these noises because it was so outrageous that they can do that. You can't retaliate. Yeah, and then stealth off, which that's just wrong. I say we protest. Vehemently. 
and perhaps write a strongly worded letter. With a lot of exclamation points. Asterisks and pound signs and things like that. Ampersands or ampersands. Well, if you're in Thunder Bluff, that's an ampersand. Yeah, I was hanging out in the crossroads not too long ago. Actually, I was just passing through because you never really want to hang out in the crossroads. That's like saying, hey, I'm going to the DMZ. You want to come with? So I was flying through the crossroads. There was a raiding party there. I mean, imagine that. Yeah, three of them. I've got to reluctantly give them props for the name of their guild because in my rage, I did have to say, ha, ha, it was the All Gear No Talent Guild. There's something to be said about the honesty there. There were three of them, and obviously been around for one of them at least had been around for a while because he was a corporal. Aim high. These guys were all question marks to me. I'm kind of one of those you know, mid-level guys. There were three of them. It was Corporal Wabi. Then there was a guy named, I think it was Vrail. They were two Madge gnomes. And yeah, nothing makes me madder than a Madge that's a gnome. I mean, the only thing that would be worse is a warlock. You know, you see a gnome, and two things come to mind. You either want to step on them, or you want to toss them. Neither of which Blizzard will allow you to do. There was a night elf druid that was hanging out with them. I think it was Dark Lord. And they were really just making hash of the crossroads. But what really just kind of aggravated me is, while yeah, the druid was just kind of running around whatever form he decided, he changed a few times, I think. The, the main one, I think, was uh, his cat form. But the other two were dealing the damage. And when one got low on mana, he would just take a seat, lick her up, and the other one would start. And they just kind of traded off like this, you know, throwing fireballs and um, just dealing damage. The thing is, they're not just dealing damage. They're dealing damage to, you know, they're not dealing damage just to the NPCs. I mean, they're going after these these rookies. Now, I'm standing there taking, a, taking all this in. Watching because, let's face it, these guys are question marks. I'm not wading into battle with these guys. Discretion is the better part of valor, and I wear a lot of green gear. So I'm, I'm not going to pay 50 silver, you know, just to make a point. Stand back. Or I'll say stand back again. Stand back again. Yes, gentle level 17 shaman, I'll protect you. Yes, I, I think there's a lot of people who would understand and do the same. I've seen level 70s do that. <laughs> Stand back and just kind of go, well, you go kill him. I ain't taking out five. What are you, crazy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm good with one. Two, I can probably do. Three? <laughs> Gee, let me equip my shield for this one. Yeah, I mean, my my, my mighty Torin war stomp really only goes so far. So, and I've got this rookie standing here beside me. I'm, I'm just standing there, scratching, as is my walk. And I, I get whispered by this kid who says, Why aren't you doing something? I mean, you can almost see him wringing his little orc hands. Why aren't you doing something? Dude, you know, can you shave yet? What do you think, Einstein? No. Why do you think I'm not doing anything? You lead the way, and I'll follow. <laughs> I got you back. I'm your rear guard. <laughs> you just wade right in there. I'll be right behind you. Tell you what, why don't you just unleash that, you know, that crab on him and... You know, he'll ticky ticky tick up to him and start hitting him with a claw, and then Corporal Wobby will fart on him and he'll die, and you know, <laughs> then he's going to turn on to you. And you know what's going to happen? He's going to come to you, and what's he going to see? He's going to see me. I may get a couple of steps ahead of him. He's going to hit me with some frosty spell and you know, turn me into a block of ice and 
then after that he'll just melt it with his fiery incantations and then you know what I'm going to happen what's going to happen to me for my efforts I'm going to have to pay 50 silver and run back to my corpse where they're probably still going to be dealing damage and waiting for you to come back and waiting for me I mean probably river dancing on my corpse <laughs> as we speak well they don't do the river dance uh, no no they do the pervy dance no they're 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 smacking they'll, they'll be standing there pelvic thrust and smacking the horse waiting for me to rest because they know how much my gear costs. And they know I'm not going to present spirit healer on the other side of that little hill there. <laughs> no, they know I'm going to come back. And what's going to happen then when I come back? I'm only going to have, what, like seven health? And then they're going to do it again. So that'll be another 10% of damage on my equipped gear. So I'm finally going to get tired of it. Res at the spirit healer. But no, probably one of their, the druid, the night elf druid will probably be waiting back there for me when I res. (laughs) And I've got the bloody resurrection sickness. Once again, seven health. And it's just going to be like some doggone Sam Peckinpah movie. It's going to be bad, Einstein. That's why I'm not helping. You're on your own. I used to think it was... I've I've got to admit this. I don't do it anymore. I I swore off of it. But um, I I used to play Alliance. I had an an Alliance priest. A human priest. It's sad. You know, don't you feel dirty? Even worse, than, even worse than those pictures nobody can find. Really, I was I was young. I needed the money. They said play the Salons character. And hey, you know, you got to <laughs> do what you got to do. Yeah, no, I'm ashamed, but, you know, I'm a much better person now. That's right. So I would be grooving around Westfall because, and honestly, that's probably the closest thing to a horde territory that the Alliance has, I believe. Or at least that I've seen. It's brown. And you hear flies. Hey, nothing grows there. There are flies. I would be sitting there at the sawmill, bluing up. What would I see? Westfall is under attack. Westfall is under attack. I'm thinking, wow, this is just wrong. But the thing is, I never saw anybody. They're all just kind of passing through, triggering the flares there. You know, when you see, I mean, you know, the Alliance people are predictable. I mean, they're, I mean, how much creativity and originality are some of these 12-year-olds going to have? The Barons are under attack. Oh, well, wonder where they're heading. Gee, one of two places. Yep. <laughs> it's Crossroads or Camp T? You know, I don't know. I've never really seen Camp T get hit that much. You don't hear them raiding Thousand Needles or anything. You know why? Elevators. I would love to see it myself. I'd love to be there with front row seats and popcorn watching this. Uh, yeah, exactly. They would just go spilling off the sides. It would be Thermopylae. You know, you got seven Tauran guards pushing back this, this raid. But they won't do it. No, they won't because they are cowardly and they're mostly 12. Well, did you notice? By the way, you know why Crossroads gets hit so bad and so often? Down the street is Ratchet. <laughs> neutral city that you can get to by ship from Booty Bay. Also neutral. Where the hell is Westfall? Smack in the middle of heavy alliance territory. It is not easy to get to Westfall. No. No, not at all. Let's make a conscious effort to get to Westfall. Um, you've got to swim from Darkshire and then probably run into Hogger. We down Hogger every night. That's yeah. the battle cry of a lot of Alliance builds, I think. I know. Uh, that, you know, that actually was what turned me from the Alliance. That is actually the thing that made me clean up my act, go into rehab, and move to Tar and move to the Tarin. It's Hogger? when yeah, Hogger, and not really Hogger himself. I mean, I'm sure he's you know lovely, really. I kept seeing 
constantly. Just these raid groups going after Hogger. We've got 40, you know, level 15s going after Hogger. Yeah, every, what is this? Murder on the Orient Express? Everybody gets one stab. Hogger's down. Boom. And I thought, you know what? There's just no joy in that. I mean, that's like shooting fish in a barrel. There's got to be more to this game than that. So, yes, deleted my priest, came over to uh, to the more enlightened side, as it were. Even though it's brown, it's generally well lit. Well, it's the, called the Barons. What do you want? Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. The name pretty much tips you off as to what you're going to look at. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Actually, during, I mean, the Barons actually has green. It's Duratar that's depressing. Have you ever been to the starting area in Duratar? I mean, that would put you off playing a troll right there. And you roll a couple of characters out in Mulgor, though. I mean, at least there's some green. You know, you've got your requisite goblins. But it's mostly just wildlife you have to take out. Yeah, goblins and Kodo. Or gnolls. Uh, the gnolls. The, the gnolls. Yes. We should leave them with the gnomes. <laughs> And that was View from the Barn with Big V. And we thank Big V for doing that for us here at For the Horde Radio. So, another expansion is coming out. That's the new big news out there. There's a new expansion. Rumor control has it that it is due sometime in November, but we don't know. I think that's a little optimistic, if you ask me, because the last one, Burning Crusade, took forever to come out. So I don't think this is coming out anytime soon. I hope it doesn't come out anytime soon. I am still working through Burning Crusade. And from what I understand, so are a lot of other people. There is so much content to get through, you can't do it all. So I hope it takes a while for this to come back out. But that is the new secret. Well, it's not a secret. Everyone knows about it. Wrath of the Lich King. Dun, dun, dun. Scary. And for those of you who do not know who the Lich King is, you didn't play Warcraft 3, did you? Or Frozen Throne. No, you didn't. Admit it. You did not play those two games. You don't know who the Lich King is. Well, uh, Auntie Ed is here to tell you. If you if you have played, well, then you know all this, and so this is old news to you. But if you haven't, Auntie Ed will give you the update on just what the deal is. Without all the fluff and bells and whistles that Blizzard have put in. Not to mention that Blizzard tends to forget their own lore uh, from time to time. So I will tell you. Auntie Ed will tell you what the deal is. Here's the deal. To understand what this is about, you have to go back. Back in time. Ooh, back, back. Arthas, who first is a paladin. Ew, a paladin. A human paladin. And son of the king, who is young and ambitious, and his heart's in the right place in the beginning. And he goes around, and the scourge comes, and he... I'm giving you the the short version, by the way. I'm giving you my version. Okay, if you want to know, like, step-by-step what happens, go play Warcraft 3 and go play Frozen Throne, the expansion to Warcraft 3. Then you'll get it in your own... This is my version. This is going to be told the way I want to tell it. Arthas, ambitious young man... Scourge is doing as a scourge will, which is scourging along, after a lot of stuff goes on. He hears about a sword called Frostmourne that has a lot of power and can destroy many things, including ground weasels and scourge. So he goes after the sword, 
what happens is the sword was forged by the Lich King, who we'll get to who the heck he is in a minute, and ends up stealing Arthas's soul, thus making him, well, let's say evil, for lack of a better word, but there it is. He's still himself, but he, he just has no soul anymore. Well, there it is. The Lich King is, from what I remember, an orc shaman gone bad. There's a lot of... Hit. Warcraft is loaded. In case you haven't figured this out yet, Warcraft world history is chock full of stuff. It is a rich history. It is a deep history. It is a, a fully chocked nooks and crannies to hold the melted quest type history. It, it's full. It's a huge, huge thing. So there's too much to go into specifically on how he became the Lich King, this orc shaman, but he did through demons and awful, awful things, which essentially means he's this ghostly kind of thing sitting in a block of ice on top of a big mountain somewhere in Northrend. And he has a sword, Frostmourne, that he sends out into the world to find some chump, i.e. Arthas, to pick it up, have it steal their soul, and ha ha ha, now you are mine. So that's how Arthas becomes, well, a not-so-good guy. Uh, the other cool thing about Warcraft 3 and Frozen Throne is you see a lot of stuff that applies in World of Warcraft, which is neat. You see how Sylvanas, how she became leader of the Forsaken. You see how the Undercity, how it became the Undercity. All this kind of neat stuff that if you played it and then played a World of Warcraft, you're going in going, oh, I remember this. This is cool. And if you have it, you can go back. And it's still cool to say, oh, look at that. That's how it was done. It's just a neat thing if you're kind of into that. I am. I think it's cool. If you don't, well, oh, well. So that's who Arthas is. He becomes the Lich King's champion and goes around doing awful things in the Lich King's name. And eventually, after two games worth uh, and in a gorgeous absolutely gorgeous cinematic ending and if you've seen any of blizzard's cinematic stuff you know how absolutely astounding work they do with this so after he defeats illidan which is a totally other story we'll get back to that in another episode after he defeats illidan he goes walking up this big frozen spire where the lich king is he gets all the way to the top and there's the frozen king uh, frozen lich king sitting there in his little frozen throne hence the name of the expansion says my champion release me you know in a very threatening voice so arthas runs up with the sword and smashes the throne the ice to pieces and this crown falls to the ground this crown by the way was what represented the lich king sitting in this frozen thing he is this ghostly kind of thing you don't actually see him crown falls arthas picks it up puts it on his head does you can see which is also really cool you see a little eye flut his eyes are closed but you see this little eye fluttering going on and when he opens them there's this big bright white greenish light and you hear the menacing voice saying now y'all one blizzard by the way loves putting stuff on people's heads and possessing them or changing them or something they really love doing this the the sock of power really just wouldn't be the same i guess or the garter belt of possession just just would not be the same it's got to be a helmet they love putting stuff on people's heads and altering them in some way shape or form they just love it this goes back to diablo so that's what happens at the end of frozen throne which then picks up with world of warcraft so that's kind of a brief synopsis who arthas is in case you didn't know who the heck this guy is that's who he is that's what 
is now lurking in the distance and I for one am really excited that they're bringing him in and I hope they do an instance with him where you get to kick his butt. I've been waiting since Frozen Throne, since before World of Warcraft, to kick his butt. I've been waiting, patiently. I'm excited about this. I want to see him. But here's a question. I think it's a very deep philosophical question that I put before you. If he is in there, in an instance, a boss character that, you know, you get to defeat or at least fight, and you go in there, I'm assuming, because even in the promos for this, you see him sitting on that frozen throne still. He's still sitting there. That's the other thing I get. A brief side away here. I can't figure out the Lich King has been trapped for thousands of years or hundreds. He's been trapped for a long time in this little encasement, waiting for the right sucker to come along. And he finds one, naturally, in a paladin. How appropriate. But he finds one, makes the guy go through all two games worth of stuff. Two games of fighting in his name, two games of defeating enemies, two games worth of doing all this, this stuff for him. To get to that frozen spire, walk up of it, release him from his prison, he and Arthas become merged into this one being. Frozen Throne, by the way, ends, the cinematic ends, where you see Arthas sitting on said frozen wasteland throne. You see him with the sword bracing it on one hand and the knee, and, and it pulls back. That's what you're left with, like, that's it? <laughs> that's why I, oh, you know, I, I really want to kick it. I want to go find him and kick his ass. That's what I want to do. So anyway, but after you think being in prison for thousands of years, you finally find the right sucker. You make him go through all this. You get free. You merge. Don't you want to go like bowling or something? Don't you want to like go out and get a hamburger and fries? Don't you want to watch a movie? I don't know. Go to the mall? No. You want you went through all this so you could go freeze your tickets off. Out in the middle of freaking nowhere. With no one else around. Does this make sense to anybody? I don't think so. This is what you waited for? All this time? You've been waiting for this? And you just sit there on this frozen wasteland? That's it. Not really a high ambitious character, is he? Now back to where I was going. There is, of course, another gorgeous cinematic scene in Frozen... No, no, this is Warcraft 3. This is not Frozen Throne. After Arthas goes from, let us simplify, say from good to bad... There is a cutscene, the cinematic scene, where he now, if you played, if you if you saw this scene, you know exactly where it is. Those of you who have not played the game and don't know the scene I'm talking about, what he's doing is, think of the Undercity before it was the Undercity. This is where the king lived. You've seen the throne, and those of you who have gone to the Undercity, go into that big room with a circle in the middle of it and see the throne. That's where the king sat. King Tyrannus, I think his name was. Tyrannus, Tyrannus, something like that. Arthas comes home. He's all in, he's sporting all black. The boy is all in black. He's got two hooded cloak shady figures walking behind them. He's got big skulls on his knees and his hands and his wrists and his elbows. He's got skulls, black and skulls. And he comes, and he literally busts in to the throne room. He, he pretty much, you know, kicks open the door to the throne room and walks into that circle we've all seen in the middle, walks to that and kneels down, pulls out a sword, kneels down with his head bowed before his father. Now, this person, this King Tyrannus, who's in charge of, you know, all the land and is so bright and, and sharp, so on the ball, that his kid, who's been gone for X number of months, comes busting into the room, wearing all black with skulls. And what does he say? What's the first words out of this man's mouth? First word this guy says is, 
Oh, my son. I knew you would come. I swear to God, that's what he says. Oh, my son. Like, this is the most normal thing when your kid comes home after being away for so, you know, in battle. And he comes busting in, wearing the black and the skulls. And that's what you say to him. Oh, so good to see you again. What are you, an idiot? Are you a moron? Yes, you are. And, and that's why he deserves what happens next. Arthas then makes this very, you know, chilling speech to his dad. You no longer need to bear the weight of your crown. It's great. And he stands up. Now, here's another thing we're going to get to in a second. He stands up. He's been kneeling all this time, making his little speech. Stands up. Has time to throw the cowl back on his hood. So you see he looks totally different. He's, he's got the white hair. He's all pale. Runs up the dais where his dad's been standing all this time. And grabs his dad. And then it cuts to a great Hitchcock shot. It cuts to a shadow. So you don't actually see this. It lets the imagination work. But you see him grab his dad by the front of his robes. And then this brilliant king. This man in charge of the lives of so many. Has the nerve to ask. What are you doing, my son? What do you think, dip? What do you think that he... You actually have to ask that question. What are you doing, you moron? What do you think he's doing? And and Arthas politely answers him. And cuts his head off. At least we think he cuts his head Again, it's a, it's a shadow. You're just seeing, you know, the shadow of what happens. But you get the idea that he takes the sword and just stabs it into his neck. And then you see the crown roll down the stairs. And it chips a little. You see a little blood on it. Beautifully done. Here's the other part I wanted to get. I thought of. Because when he comes in, when Arthur's busts in the door and gets, oh, my son. You see in the king. This is the king's throne room now. So surrounding on the outskirts are all these guards at least six you're telling me these six guards couldn't take down these three suckers they weren't alerted to the fact that this kid's busted in like this nothing surprised apparently humans are gullible apparently that's what it is humans are extremely dumb and gullible because they fell for it and then like i said now Arthur's had plenty of time to stand up remove the cow from his head he had time to do all this you know sword in hand and what do the guards do nothing they just just you don't see them you don't see them running up after him you don't see anything and again we've had time to have more chit and chat what are you doing my son succeeding you father you know they've had time to do this and where are the guards we don't know they have vanished it's amazing they got taken out by two guy, two shady-looking characters in robes. Six guards, at least, got taken out by two shady characters in robes. I love it. Isn't that wonderful? So personally, I think this guy deserved to die. This King Tyrannus so deserved to die because he was a moron. That's just what I think, personally. Other thing I'm wondering, I'm shifting all over the place, but hey, that's what you get. Do you think when you finally run into Arthas at the end, if they put him in an instance and you face Arthas finally... This Lich King, Arthas, creation, demon, scary looking thing. And he's sitting there, no doubt he'll have a speech because most bad guys have a speech for you. They, they're bored. And apparently he's been real bored because he's been sitting on this frozen throne there for a while without a hamburger or a TV or a Game Boy or anything. He's just been sitting there, I don't know, playing tiddlywings. We don't know what he's been doing up there all this time. But when you finally face him and go, yo, you, me, here, now, let's do it. You think he's going to be frozen on a throne? He can't get up? 
He'll make his big, you know, you shall die, you shall perish, you shall feed my sword. And he goes to stand up and he can't. Do you think that'll happen? I would love to see it happen if it does. I'd love to see Arthas try to, like, finally stand up and he's fro- his butt is frozen to the throne because he's been sitting there for so long. That's what I want to see. The other thing I wouldn't mind seeing is if he tries to get up again and you hear this this rip go and you look and you see he's wearing little boxer shorts with hearts on him on his butt. That would be fun too because imagine trying to fight that and keep a straight face. I would laugh. The other thing that I, I've heard a lot of back and forth like, oh, you can't defeat Art. You can't have Art that's in because it's like it's game over. You, you defeat him and there's nothing less else left. I don't know. I, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing him in, quote, person, unquote, and seeing just what are you. I mean, he should be bad. No doubt about it. He should be the boss of all bosses. He should be, if, if you do face him, he should be hard as hell to kill. He should really be hard. But you know, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, they should just be upfront about it. And he should just say, look, you can try to kill me. Come up here, try to kill me. If you manage to get me anywhere close to death, I'll, I'll fake it for you. I'll lie there. I'll, you know, I'll give you some goodies. I'll fake it. It'll be like this thing we have. You come in every week. You try to kill me. I try to kill you. And if you get close enough, I'll just lie there and go, oh, you got me and pretend to be dead. And then you keep it a secret now. Don't tell anyone else. And when they come in and they see me sitting here all alive and well, they'll be surprised. Because you know that's what happens. I often wondered, with all the NPCs collecting heads in this in this world, how it must stink. I wonder if they like laugh at the, the one NPC who doesn't have as many heads as the rest of them because he wants you to go collect somebody's like elite head that nobody goes and gets because it's such a pain in the butt to get. You think they laugh at him behind his back? I do. Anyway, sidetracked. That's um, the deal with Arthas, and that's Frozen Throne, and that's what I want to see. I want to see Arthas stuck to the throne when he comes goes to fight him. When you go to fight him, his butt is stuck to the throne, and he can't get up. Can you imagine the boss saying, uh, little help? He tries to stand up, he can't, and just kind of looks at you and goes, uh, little help here. Can you, can you, you got a wedge or something, a chisel you can help me with this, and kind of chip me out before I go and kill you? I think that would be fun personally and now we're going to take a short break give you a chance to ingest all that we have imparted to you here today so sit back take a breather and enjoy
that was Loud and Obnoxious by Mrs. Anim5. And now it's time for... Shout-out! That's right, shout-out time. Not as many shout-outs as I would like to see, but that's okay, we'll get them eventually. First shout-out comes from Avira on the Mandaron server, who gives a big shout-out to Toffin, a hunter who helped him out while he was questing out in the hinterlands. So he wants to say thank you and appreciates your help with that. I'd also, and I'm hanging my head in shame on this, I am shamed. In the beginning of this episode, you heard me tell my little story, and I made mention of a 47 troll shaman who helped Auntie Ed's nephew with that quest that the Drain Eye shaman came along and ninja'd. Sadly, and and shame on me, I did not get your name. I was so enraged and outraged by the shaman, the Drain Eye shaman, that I did not get your name and I apologize, but Auntie Ed has given a big shout out to you and thank you for lending assistance with that quest. That was very cool of you to do. Would also like to bring your attention to a group. Actually, it is a website. And the name of the website, or the name of the group on the website is Looking for Group. And you can find their site at www.lfgcomic.com. If you have not heard or have seen these people, I so highly suggest you check them out. They do an animation. They do a couple of things. They do a comic series, which is loosely based on World of Warcraft. You can see, they never say World of Warcraft, but you can tell it's loosely based on that. Check out the comic because it is, in short, hysterical. If you have a warped sense of humor, as many of us do, obviously, check it out. They also did a music video, and before you start groaning and thinking of someone else boogieing down to the latest pop hit that's out there, allow me to elaborate slightly. They have a music video out. You can see it on uh, World of Warcraft Cinema. Again, this was done hand animation. When I say animation, this is hand-drawn. That's the first thing. This is all hand-drawn. And this was done very professionally. They, From what I understand, they hired a professional voiceover to do the voice, to do the singing for this particular character, who I promise you, you're going to love this character. It's brilliant. From what I understand, they are also working on a motion picture. They're working on a full-length feature film for this comic. Please check them out. Great work deserves great recognition, and these guys really are good. They deserve to be, just to have a glance at them, if nothing else, because you will, I, I promise you, you're going to find them funny. And if you don't, well, then then you have no soul if you don't. Check them out, looking for group at www.lfgcomic.com. Well, that about wraps up this week's show. Actually, it's every two weeks. We try. But thank you for listening. If you have any suggestions or comments, you want to give a shout out. You want to give a call out? I have no call outs for shame. Keep your eyes open. Name these people. They deserve it. They're alliance. They deserve to be named and and have me point out publicly to all who hear what they did. So please, shout outs, call outs, questions, comments, anything, please send it to us at fthradio at gmail.com. 
is our web address. Or check out our website at www.forthehorderadio.com. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed. And we will be back in another two weeks for an exciting, fabulous, edge of your seat episode of